Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Good morning, everybody. Would you please take your Bibles and go to the book of Philippians, chapter 4. I've just titled today's message, One Step at a Time. One Step at a Time. The local hunting guide got his party hopelessly lost in the mountains, and they were upset. You told us you were the best guide in Colorado. He said, I am, but I think we're in Wyoming now. <laughs> Paul's going to teach us something really powerful here. There's something that's going to take a step at a time to have it working in our lives. And then you're going to have to keep stepping so that it keeps working. For the rest of your life, Philippians 4, chapter 11, or chapter 4, verse 11, I should say. Thinking bankruptcy for some reason, chapter 11. Philippians 4, 11. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. You know, you're in a really great state here. The great state of Texas. But if you happen to find yourself in my home state of Oklahoma, you can still be content. I know how... I know how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. In 13, let's say all this verse together. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The, all the possibility is found in him and through him. Verse 11 says, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. This is about having a right perspective. I've learned to be content. You can learn to be a jerk. You can learn to have a funky attitude. You can learn to be mean. Huh? You can learn to be cruel. Or you can learn to be content. You can learn to be upset. You can learn to be anxious. You can learn to be fearful. But you can learn to be content. And Paul says, this is the lesson I chose to learn. It's up to us. He said, I've learned true contentment can't be realized as long as I'm depending on things going right. It's easy to be content when ain't no problems. Huh? It's an attitude that you and I have to choose to have. Rain or shine. Good or bad. Up or down. Amen. Because when you become discontented, everything becomes skewed. Your whole rationale becomes skewed, which then now your thinking is affected, and so goes your life. Like the guy at the airport who thought the lady at the counter had threatened him because she looked at him and she said, window or aisle. He laughed at her and said, window or you'll what? When... When, when you're content, thank you, Led Zeppelin. But when you're content, you'll view your life situations in a, in a whole different way, a different perspective. A right perspective is so important, especially when you're facing life's challenges. And discontentment is an age-old lie of the devil. It's something he started in the very beginning. It really is what he got Eve to bite on. And he said, 
Has God said? Has God said you shall not eat all the trees? And she says, well, yeah, but we can't eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said, you know why? Because God knows a secret he don't want you to know. He's holding out on you. And of all the abundance and everything that was given to Adam and Eve, you know, you can have everything and still be discontented and still not be satisfied. Accumulation of stuff is just that. But your contentment is not going to come from external circumstances. It's going to come from within. Matter of fact, that's what the definition is. Contentment, the state of being contented, ease of mind. I like the Greek definition of it. It means independent of external circumstances. Sufficient for oneself, strong enough or processing enough to need no aid or support. Well, that's good. How's that happen? Through him. God knows in the day that you eat of that tree, the enemy told her. And then it says when Eve saw, so her perspective got off, didn't it? She saw that the tree was good for food. No, the tree was good for one thing, and that was death. That was separation from God. But the enemy baited her with discontentment, and she bit. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6 says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have, for he himself has said. He himself has said. Here's God's promise to you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. Say that with me today. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me or what can circumstances do to me? This situation could very well warrant me to freak out right now, right? But I do have another choice, and that is to realize the Lord is my helper. Amen. Praise God. Why should I be afraid? Why, why lose control? Why lose, why lose my mind? Worry or pace the floor or overreact or act stupid? One step at a time. One step at a time. A right perspective changes everything. Yeah. I want to encourage you today, make that adjustment. Learn to be content. No matter what, you'll have a, a right outlook on it as you realize there's much more to learn than what you already know. Look at verse 12. I know how to be abased. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. He's talking about, I've experienced these things. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. So not only do we need a right perspective, but we need a regular practice of this. And Paul isn't, isn't writing this letter on some beach in the Bahamas. He's not, <laughs> he's not writing it after, you know, having reached the summit of Kilimanjaro where then decides to sit down under inspiration and, and pen these incredible words. No, where is he? He's in prison when he writes this. Yeah. I've learned to be content in an awful prison. Awful, awful, awful prison. And he's on this mission to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. So how is he going to do that effectively from jail? How is that going to happen? Everything seemingly has stopped as far as his progress for the gospel. With an attitude of being content, though, Paul finds opportunities, and this is what being content will do. It'll, it'll open your eyes. It will help you see uh, new opportunities that maybe you couldn't see because you were blinded by your own fears, yeah. your own dissatisfaction. Instead of passing his time in jail and victimizing himself or feeling sorry for himself or growing bitter 
and resentful, he uses that time and situation to his benefit. Listen to what he said to the Philippian church in Philippians 1 verse 12. He says, but I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. How in the world did that happen? And here he tells us, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident in my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. In other words, what has happened to me has inspired others to keep the message moving. Even though Paul the messenger himself is bound in chains, this message that he preaches cannot be shackled. And so others take up that cause and they preach this gospel without fear, with boldness. He has Timothy come and visit him. He trains Timothy up in the things of God and then sends him to Philippi as his representative. He just keeps the work going from where he is. Amen. So, but he also takes this time to write. And by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Paul begins to pen scripture. Of all the things that he accomplished with his life, his writings are the greatest things that he ever did. Because we're enjoying them today, aren't we? 2,000 years later. If he had become discontented by his circumstances, then we wouldn't have these marvelous letters today. It has to become a regular practice. That is, it is your constant attitude whenever, however, wherever, and this is probably the most challenging with whoever. A situation that may seem very limiting to you in the moment could very well be your greatest opportunity. Yesterday I was picking up some trash in our, the field in front of our house because it, we're on a main road um, out that way, east of here. And so there's a lot of traffic on that road. And, and when they come around this curve there where our house is, it seems to be a favorite thing for people to just dump their trash out in, in the field. So I find myself, you know, semi-regular going out there and picking up some of the trash. Well, I had, I had mowed and I hit this piece of styrofoam and I should have picked up first. Should have just, I, I, I got it backwards. And I just sent thousand pieces of styrofoam all, of course, and it's bright white, right? So it looks like it snowed on the side of our, our field there. And so after I, I, I uh, finished up, I went and grabbed a Walmart bag from under the uh, sink and walked out there and I started picking it up. And as, I, as I'm approaching it, I'm like, this is kind of daunting. There is a lot of this stuff. And so as I start picking it up, God starts talking to me. He starts talking to me. And every one I pick up, he'd say, cleaner, cleaner, it's cleaner, all right, all right, it's cleaner. And I mean, I walked around like this the whole time, picking up, picking up. And then after a while, my back's starting to hurt, you know, because I'm not as spring chicken as I used to be. And, I, and, I, and then after a while, I, I realized that the pain of this is worth it. I started kind of enjoying suffering through it. I don't know how to, else to say it. Because I, I knew that it would be worth it in the end to have a clean field. And so as I'm picking it up, one step at a time, one piece of styrofoam at a time. But before long, I looked up and it was clean. 
Listen, this thing is a, a work in progress. You are a work in progress. But here's the promise that you have from the, your heavenly father. He's doing the work in you. He's that patient one. He's the one who's cleaning things up. Huh? He's the one who's setting things in order. Because he also said in this very same book, in Philippians 1 verse 6, and you know this verse, God, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. Contentment keeps you calm in your mind. It quietens it and opens your ears to hear. And in that state of being content, you can hear the still small voice of the Lord. Even in the hustle and bustle of life, by choosing to be content, it will keep you moving forward. Moving, moving forward. I love that song. It'll keep you moving forward in the grace and peace of God. And then lastly, verse 13, I can do all things. How? Through Christ who strengthens me. We have a right perspective. We have a regular practice, but here's the cool thing. We got a real power. We have a real power, a real, a real resident right now, ready to act power available to us. And it's found in him. And in him, the limits are off. He's the source of our contentment. He's the reason why we can be joyful in tough circumstances. He's the reason why we experience peace in the midst of trials. He is our victory. Praise God. He's the substance of life. He himself spoke of himself in this way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I like the way he presents himself. We need to catch his message. I am it. Not what I have, who I am. When God came to, to Abram, he said, I am. I am your exceeding reward. I am your shield. I am your defender. Amen. He is the way. Because he is the way, there is always a way. Come on, turn to somebody and tell them, there's always a way. There is a way out. There's a way through. There's a way up. There's a way over. And if you know him, then you know the way. That's all you need to know. You don't have to know a way. You just know the way, and you'll find the way. <laughs> Amen. Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions in John 14. If it were not so... I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going and how can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way. That's where it stops right there. I am the way, Thomas. I am the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And if you don't see the way, it's okay. Doesn't mean there's not one. Just because you don't know that way doesn't mean there's not one because he is the way. If you know him, praise God, he sees things we don't see and he knows things we don't know. The truth, because he is the truth. What does the truth do for us? It makes us free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. To know him is to know the truth. To know the truth is to live in freedom. To be free is to be liberated from bondage. And he says, I am the life. Because he is the life, then your life in him is real life. This is what he came to bring you. This is where Paul kind of summed it up. I love this verse of scripture in Galatians 2.20. For I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God 
who loved me and gave himself for me. My part is to believe. He does everything else. Your part is to have faith. Amen. I can do all things through the way, the truth, and the life who strengthens me. He's it. Even Philip said, Jesus, just show us the Father and it's sufficient. He said, Philip, if you've seen me, I'm all you need. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I've brought everything to you. He is the fullness of the Godhead bodily, the Bible says. With Christ in you, you truly have all you need. What, you, what we really need is a greater revelation of him. One step at a time. One day at a time. But if you're willing to open up your life every day and say, Lord, what is it that you want me to do today? What would you have me? What is your will for my... Put something in my life. Where can I help you today? Where can I help others? Show me. A right perspective, a regular practice, and a real power. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the power that is in it. Thank you for the incredible experience of Christ in us, the hope of glory. Help us, God, to keep our minds quiet by choosing to have an attitude to be content wherever we are, to look to you, to keep the right perspective, Father God, to be those who learn it. We don't want to learn the wrong lesson and end up in the wrong place. Help us to learn this lesson today, to learn to be content. Independent of external circumstances, which means we do not find our strength and our joy and our happiness from those things, but from Christ in us. And because of that, we thank you, God, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I want to encourage you this week to practice this. Put this into practice. Think on it. Meditate on it. Believe it. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask him to show. He will. He will. All he needs is your invitation. And he'll get right to work. Believe him today. If you have a prayer need, if you are wherever you're sitting, would you just lift your hand? I want to pray for you today. Pray for you. Father, thank you. Lord, you know what these needs are because you know what we have need of before we even ask. But you said if we ask, we will receive. And we bear much fruit and we bring you much glory when we receive what we ask for. So I'm asking you, Father God, to meet these needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I thank you, Father God, for freedom from, from fear about their situation or anxiety, freedom from, from sickness, pain in the name of Jesus, freedom, Father God, <clears throat> from, from bearing a burden that is not theirs to bear in Jesus' name. And we cast these cares upon you because you care for us. Thank you for that. I pray that they would be, uh, uh, in the days ahead, Father God, they would see the answer to their prayer materialized. We believe you for it. We thank you that we can have confidence that whatever we ask in your name, you will give us. This is the promise we have from you. And we've got to ask in faith, and so we believe today. We're not, we're not holding back on that, Lord, because with you all things are possible. And Jesus, you said if you can believe, all things are possible to those who believe. So we thank you for that in Jesus' name.
precious name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you for being here today. We love you all very much. Now may the Lord bless you and may he keep you and make his face shine upon you and all of your house and be gracious to you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.